the Cannabis Business Coach. Hi, Mike Z here, author of the Cannabis Business Book, and you're listening to the Cannabis Business Coach Podcast, where I chat with and coach the highest performing entrepreneurs in the cannabis industry. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. The Cannabis Business Coach. Hi, everyone. <laughs> hi, hi, Twitch world. This is Mike Z, and this is the very first ever live-streamed episode of the Cannabis Business Coach Podcast, and I'm honored and delighted to have my good friend. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I, I just made this up for you, Leo, the General of New Jersey of oh, the wow. Cannabis Advocacy oh, Army. Wow. This is General Leo Bridgewater of New wow. Jersey. Oh, wow. <laughs> I swear if I was white, I'd be red from blushing off of that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leo, I'm, wow. I'm, so, I'm so glad you're here today, man. And um, I, I'll give you the brief intro and then I'll ask you to give yourself the proper intro so you could do it justice because okay. I, I don't, I don't want to mess it up. But uh, Leo is a U.S. Army veteran turned cannabis activist who has just been getting things in order in New Jersey. And on top of that, has done a bunch of stuff nationally and, you know, for advancing opportunities for POC communities and for advocating on behalf of veterans and people of color and just really on behalf of doing the right thing and justice for the plant. And that's why Leo and I respect each other, get along so well. I don't remember when exactly we met. It must have been years ago at a High and Y event, but you know, yeah, I, it was it was High and Y. So however many years ago that was, that's when we met. Yeah, and I've just Yo. seen the evolution of, of Leo just kind of yeah from from, from since day one exactly to now really you know making a massive difference in Jersey, and I suspect the fun is just getting started because next week. You know, it, it looks like New Jersey will go adult use, and I'm sure we'll we'll chat about that a little bit today. But Leo, why don't, if you don't mind, could you just give yourself a more in-depth, proper intro for the folks watching and listening and and twitching with us? <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Leo Bridgewater. I am the Chief Innovation Officer for CWCB Education and. Uh, the National Director of Veterans Outreach with Minorities for Medical Marijuana. I sit on the advisory board for MPX New Jersey. We want, we are one of the uh, groups who got uh, one of 12 licenses to dispense full vertical license in uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Um, I sit on the board for Veterans Ananda, which is a 22-acre uh, hemp farm in upstate New Jersey, headed by our illustrious leader, uh, Sarah Stenoff. Um, and Minorities for Medical Marijuana CEO is Roz McCarthy, just by the way. And I also am on the advisory board for the CWCB Expo. And I am also affiliated with blackcannabis.com, uh, uh, black-cannabis.com. So we're a multimedia platform, just like you, Mike, and, you know, we have a podcast and we also write all things in terms of Black African-American entrepreneurs in the cannabis space. <sighs> Amazing. And I'm going to add to that. On top of all that, if in case the man wasn't busy enough, 
He's also a husband and a father and a devoted family. Yeah, that's man. who I really am. <laughs> All that other stuff was the representative. That's who I really am. So in my household, my 14-year-old thinks I'm corny. My four-year-old talks to me like I'm small. And even though I'm the head of the household, my wife is the net. Ah, I love that. I love that. You know, <laughs> I, I was thinking about, about this, this conversation before we got on here. And I was just like, I have to mention, oh, check this out. We got some people on Twitch checking us out. Solo Ray Solo, Canna Bear. Thank you guys. Um, but Leo, I, I was excited to share something about you, which is, you know, I remember vividly you mentoring the younger guys, you know, like like Jake Nelson and so many others mm -hmm. and, and giving them the game, not just when it comes to cannabis advocacy, but, you know, in terms of, you know, building a family, building a legacy and right. and kind of the bigger responsibilities that we have. I, I distinctly remember you know, some of those gems you were dropping. So I, I love it when you, when you, when, when I could get you to, to reveal some of those gems a little bit, you know, not a little bit hey man, off topic. Listen, but let me ask you something though. Yeah. All that stuff, right? Cause like I, I, I recently just did a debate with the New Jersey weed man just a few days ago. Right. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening and I'm saying to myself, okay, you know, all you have to do is take what he said it's the same thing. Just change the year. Go back. You know what I'm saying? And when I think about us, and I think about those days, and I'm talking high and wide days, okay? And this is, you know, and I think about all the things that we were saying back then. Are we not in the nightmare scenario right now? Is this not what we talked about back then? You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So for me, I'm saying to myself, if if we're truly going to be, you know, good stewards of, of history, you know, then, then we have to actually, or, or good students of history, you know, then we actually have to live out those things that we talked about. We're talking years ago now, plural. You understand what I'm saying? And so now, you know, what do you think, what do you think I'm thinking right now? You know what I'm saying? What do you think I'm doing what I'm doing right now? You see what I'm saying? I have to be able to, I have to, it's like, all right, you know what? I could show you better than I could tell you. Mm. That's where I'm at right now. You know, I can show you better than I can tell you. People like, look at, look at Nelson and Jake and all those, uh, uh, yourself, you know what I'm saying? Look at Josh, look at Ronnie, Ronnie Soto. Look at where everybody is right now. Look at where Gia Marone is. You know what I'm saying? Look at where, look at, Hey, Vladimir happy monkey. Ramon, happy monkey. Look yeah, at where yeah. they at right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about it for a second. A lot of those people from back then are very difficult to get to right now. Mm. And, and if you really wanted to, if there's anything, any ill about this industry or anything, all you have to do is look up those names, Google search them, and YouTube search them. I am sure you're going to find some kind of video of us, me, you, all those people I just named talking about what's happening right now. Mm. Yeah. We just dude. didn't give it real names. If you think about it, Mike, 
Yeah. And I mean, really thin, like, and the, and the best part about this particular conversation is that I know, you know, I'm not lying because you was there. <laughs> That's the problem. That's the thing. You were there. That's right, man. It's like what about uh, in Jersey when we was at the country club and we sat out back. Right, right. That was fun. I remember that, man. That was a good one. That the barbecue and the the all the good stuff, man. Yeah. Leo, I'm 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 considering myself lucky that I could even get a hold of you and you you could return a phone call because I'm not a New Jersey elected official ringing your phone, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I can still get a hold of you. I'm, uh, that means I'm in good shape still. <laughs> no, no, no. What you got, what you got to realize is that, you know what I'm saying? You know, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? You're a member of the tribe. You know, you understand what I'm saying? And, right. and, and <laughs> the tribe might be small, you know what I'm saying? But we're everywhere. You know what I mean? And this tribe, has hierarchies, you know what I'm saying? This tribe has shamans. We got, you know what I'm saying? We got, uh, we got village elders, you right. see what I'm saying? We got, uh, we got warriors, you know what I'm saying? We got chieftains, all that, you know, we got a, we, this tribe even, this tribe is even at the point where it's about to have a council. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, that's what's up. You know, that's, that's amazing. I love that. And you know, I, I, I joke that I'm the cosmic cannabis ambassador, which I, I'll, I'll be honest, I stole that from this incredible book that was given to me as a gift. It was like a 1970s hash, like chronicle of this guy going all over the world, taking pictures and, you know, doing lots of fun things, it, it looked like. And he called himself the cosmic cannabis ambassador. And I said, oh, I like that. I like that, but I'm here and with the general be, of New Jersey, the building the be, army. <laughs> you can be a cosmic exactly. cannabis amb exactly. ambassador. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Like there, are, you, there are this chieftain has cosmic cannabis ambassadors. You, you see what I'm saying? That's what the tribe. You, 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 you understand what I'm saying? And yeah. when it comes to members of the tribe. You know what I'm saying? They get the primary, yes, I pick up. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's up, man? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to be dressed up. Yep. I'm talking to Mike. You know what I'm saying? Yep, it's yep, Mike yep. Z. That's you know what I'm right. saying? If you call me and tell me you, you, know, you got something going on, what? Okay, I'm there. What's up? Uh, I'm going to make a joke, and, and then I'm going to say something real. And my joke is, anyone who sees me in profile, they know I'm a member of the tribe. And indisputable. <laughs> they know. They know. <laughs> and and actually, no joke, you know, no joke on some something very real. You know, it's, it's incredible. I, I, I say my destiny was to be this part of this cannabis tribe, right? And to be part of that movement, because my, my family came to America on 420 when I was a wow. baby as political or as religious refugees you know, from the Soviet Union. So, yeah. so it, it, for real, I think, you know, 420 is Freedom Day for me, man. And that's <sighs> the, 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 the super holiday for me. Um, but Leo, you know, really uh, one other thing I want to say, because this is so much in line with what I, I try to, you know, the message I try to preach is I'm not trying to be anyone other than Mike Z, you know? And when people tell me, Hey, what, what about you're competing with this person or, 
or this this group is doing this and i say i, I laugh at them and i say you don't understand first of all you know for years when i was doing the high and why events people would come to me and say hey mike this is great i like what you're doing i want to do cannabis events how do you do this how do you do that how? and you know people were coming to me asking me mike how do i compete with you and in any other industry i'm sure people would say you know go uh, pound sand or kick rocks or whatever and no, i you didn't do that no i i would give no, them the you, blueprint i would say hey and, and you would come yeah and I, you I would, would come <laughs> that's the thing <laughs> And I would say, listen, if you think this is easy or that this is going to be like, you know, easy money or uh, whatever, like uh, you're going to need the help. That's why I'm going to help you. And uh, and no one, you know, the way I see it is like no one, no one is my competition. You know, we're all on the same side of this thing, trying to trying to create a future that's going to be much better and much more just and more healthy than the last 80, 100 years or whatever of prohibition. And to me, it's like, you, you can't compete with me. No one can compete with me because you're not gonna be able to be a better Mike Z than Mike Z. And the same way, like, I would never try to be Leo Bridgewater. It's right, impossible. Right. You know, run, I, I, <laughs> I, I tell people all the time, look, run your race. You know what I'm saying? If you think, like, I. I I, I am nobody to compete with right now. There's, there, 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 like, like in all honesty, you know what I'm saying? Competition is something that you want to, uh, you, you want there to be something to compete for, to compete on. You want at least a field. And that's where the activism part comes into play. You know what I'm saying? Because all we're really fighting for is the opportunity, the fair opportunity to get to compete. You know, like I, I tell people all the time, I'm 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 45 years old, Mike. <clears throat> and so I have been, I'm old enough to remember when I was a kid, you know, I uh my grandfather used to make me go get him cigarettes, buy him cigarettes. They would sell cigarettes to little kids, you know, especially if the store owner knew whose kid you were. I grew up in that kind of a neighborhood where even the the, the corner store owner knew everybody's parents all the kids parents yeah. so if i was going if i was going into that store and i asked for a pair a pack of benson and hedges 100 the store owner knew that was from my grandfather he knew the newports was from my mom and the paul malls were from my grand my, my aunt you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. so you know like I, I i get it you know what i'm saying and so that's what the industry is going to come down to individual brands you understand what I'm saying? Because that's the thing I think people outside the culture don't really understand that, you know, your average, most of your cannabis consumers were loyal to a fault. Rarely do we step away from our regular dealer. A lot of us have had the same person for like the last 20 years. You used to not be able to say that, but now it's like, okay, when you say 20 years now, you know you're talking like the 90s, right? <laughs> there are people. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, like New York City. New York City is the number one cannabis consuming city in the world. Okay. And Mike, do you know what the difference between number one and number two is in terms of metric tons? It's oh, almost like. I have no idea. What's the gap there? 
Uh, so New York City consumes about 71 metric tons of cannabis per year, right? Karachi, Pakistan is number two. Bro, they, they do about 40 metric tons. Okay, all right. So it's almost damn near double between one, the, the distance between one and two. So if you figure, if New York City were to all of a sudden turn its 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 legacy market inside out, you know how much money the city could make. The, the city would make so much money, you probably have enough money to be a, become a city state. <laughs> you know that you you'd be seeing this flag everywhere then. If they that's what I'm saying. That's that would be like it would be the thing. It would because you look at everything else that's going on. Now that's not. I don't think that's possible now, given the fact that you know we do have this. This, we're in the midst of this pandemic, but it's just that people in New York City need to reevaluate. If you live in the United States of New York City, you need to rethink, reevaluate your relationship with New Jersey. Stuff I've been saying for years, right? <laughs> Yo, Leo, that is so real. I used to be one of these New York City punks. I mean, I still am, but I used but, to be one of these punks that was like, Jersey, wow, you know, you know, just just straight up ignorance, really. And and then, you know, of course, I met people like you and other folks from New Jersey over the years because of this cannabis thing. Shout out to Amanda. Uh, hope you're feeling better. Um, yeah, you know, Amanda Hoffman. No, no, no. Um, oh. Amanda Reyes. And uh, um, so that's neither here nor there. That's OK. But um. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Amanda for CCA. Yes, sir. My girl. That's right. That's My right. girl. And yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know what's up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, New Jersey, it's like everything, you know, every New Yorker, every high end wire, anyone mm-hmm. in New York that could benefit from cannabis, which is pretty much almost all of them, they don't want you to know that, but I'll let them know. You, you got to be thanking New Jersey and every New Jersey voter right now, because if it weren't for New Jersey pushing this thing forward, New York would still be in the Stone Age, much like we were with a terrible medical program. And, you know, I, I don't want to go. But down how did I, what did I, I said that I said that a couple years ago. I said, you know, you're welcome, New York. You're welcome. Because we all know ain't no way. Like, here's the thing. Again, for the folks that live in the United States of New York City, your next door neighbor, New Jersey. Yeah, your next door neighbor, New Jersey, who happens to be the second wealthiest state in the country. Okay, we're number two. Okay, if we when when not if when we fall for adult use, okay, we literally New Jersey goes straight to number two in revenue behind California for this, for cannabis. And that's because we have a population of 9 million people and we get 100 million visitors a year, okay? And we are, a big reason for that is because we are sandwiched between the number four media market in the country, which is Philly, Mm. and you guys, you know what I'm saying? You're the number one cannabis consuming city in the world. Yep. Yep. So when we fall, 
what you think going to happen? And here's something else that I don't hear a lot of people talk about yeah. or not be up on, on it. But right now, half the West Coast is on fire. Right. So we you talk about the, the legacy market. Yeah. All that smoky ass weed because the air particulates. You got all those outdoor grows. Yeah. Yeah, you can't fix that. You can't fix that. You know what I'm saying? So when that stuff starts to make its way over here, however it does, that's going to push a lot of people into the into the 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 legitimate market just because they're going to be now they're going to be in need of of uh, quality. You understand what I'm saying? It's all it's all going to be about quality cannabis at that point. And mind you. Your state doesn't allow for flour. New York does not allow for flour. You know what I'm saying? And New Jersey, we have reciprocity. So. Leo. Do the math, (laughs) man. Come on. You know, it's fine. I'll tell you a funny story. I get a call. You know, I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed to have two of my grandparents alive and I talk to them almost my grandmother's still here too oh beautiful so I talk yeah. to grandma almost every day she's she's the cannabis business coaches coach and okay <laughs> and, and she'll call it. me up she'll call me up and you know I you know like like as to be expected when I when I first started doing this whole cannabis thing she was very concerned and worried and confused and all that stuff and you know has come around and become supportive and even used some cannabis products for her arthritis and all this stuff with with great benefit and great relief and she'll call me up and she'll say what's wrong with the governor i go what do you mean grandma and she goes well i hear on the radio that new jersey is going to legalize everything and doesn't he realize that people are just going to drive to new jersey and spend the money there and new york won't make any tax money and I go, oh, listen, you, you, <laughs> do you realize like like and this is what I try to tell people like that don't live in this region, you know, because they because there's all these reasons why New Jersey. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, no, y'all don't get it. It's not a, it's not an it's actually a normal, regular thing for people to go from Philly to New York every day. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's a regular thing. We do like people that live in New York actually travel all the way to DC every day. We got a regular train that literally is is meant for New York to DC. Like it like it's called the Excella. You understand what I'm saying? Like they do that. That's a and listen, it don't be a few people. Them trains be packed. Those be commuters. People are people in this region actually negotiate their Amtrak season tickets, you know what I'm saying, as part of their job, you know what I'm saying, thing. That's a normal, everyday, regular thing. You know what I'm saying? I know because I used to do it. And so I'm like, and so it's not unusual. People like here, I live in Trenton, right? People here go to Pennsylvania to buy their tobacco products. But people in Pennsylvania come here to get their gas. People in New York come to New Jersey to go shopping. And people in New York come to New... Whenever they come to New Jersey, they stock up on their tobacco products. 
So it's it's that kind of thing. I don't know how it goes for uh, like which way things go for people who are close to Connecticut, to the border of Connecticut. But trust me when I tell you, it's a whole lot of that. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So understand, you know what I'm saying? Like, like how, and, and mind you, Jersey is poised to be, is poised to blow up. You want to you know, know one of the other reasons why? The tax rate that they're proposing for adult use cannabis here in New Jersey, 6.25% tax percent, tax, taxes. And they're going to allow for municipalities to add an extra 2% up to a 2% excise tax. Okay. You know what I'm saying? To, 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 to operate in their municipal, for dispensaries to operate, businesses period, to operate in their, in their municipality. So no matter what, even what the state tax uh, rate is going to be and what municipalities are going to add on, it still puts us way below, you know what I'm saying? Like you got states that charge like 20, 30%. And we still coming in less than 10. If that's not going to be an industry boost, you understand what I'm saying? Trenton, New Jersey was ranked, was was in was ranked number 18 in top 20 IT prepared cities in the country. Mm. The capital city of New Jersey is the only city in the state that made that list. And that was a CompTIA list. You see, you see what I'm saying? And so, you know, people are starting to realize, and I'm also looking at, I'm looking at how it looks like New York's bleeding because people are leaving. You know what I'm saying? So this, this COVID thing hurt a lot. I'm looking at the businesses and everything like that. You know, people, I like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but like in my neighborhood, it was a bunch of houses for sale. They gone. And people came like, I got a new neighbor here who just bought a house from Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? And sh- people are starting to figure out like, oh shit, this, this city's like a little gym. You 30 minutes from Philly? And then they're discovering this whole new city. And then you can get to the beach in like 45 minutes. You can be in, but you can be back in this, you can be back in the city in like an hour and, and some change. And then you could be in Philly in 30 minutes. And you're talking about within a 250 square mile radius of Trenton, you're talking 27 to 30 something million people. Come on, money. Like, like, yo, yo, you know what I'm saying? If you think about where you could be at, the strategic location, the whole nine yards, you could be in the Catskill Mountains, you could be on the beach, you could be, <laughs> or you could be in the city. Oh, like, man. come on, it's just, this, so this this revenue here, you know what I'm saying? These are all the little factors. And we haven't even talked about the ancillary part of things. If you think about it, the ancillary businesses, who made the most money during the California gold rush? The, the people that didn't gel. even touch, yeah. Yep. The people that never touched the gold. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. Some of them still around, like Levi's. You know what I'm saying? All because of that. You know what I'm saying? Levi's has the California gold rush to thank for its success. And so where we are right now, me, you, and everybody within the sound of my voice, we're the only ones that's going to experience the end of prohibition on cannabis that can do something. Right. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Well, yeah. It's a big responsibility. And it's the things 
this is the things that it's these types of thoughts and and I and, and things that we talked about from before is what is what keeps the lights constantly on in my head. You know, these are the things I go and sleep with this on my mind. I wake up with it on my mind. You know what I'm saying? And I don't I don't mean it like in a burdensome way that it's on my mind. It's not in a burdensome way. It's just that I see it. We've been like, you know, like, look, I told you, you know, my wife, she has a PhD in mathematics, okay? And my 14-year-old thinks I'm corny and my four-year-old talks to me like I'm small. So the times that I get to be 100% right about anything in this house, <laughs> but with this cannabis thing, I'm 100% right. Yes, sir. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, and, and, and not only that though, but I'm 100% right. And a lot, of the, a lot of the important people don't even know that yet. They haven't figured it out yet. And so what really? do you do? Yeah, if you, yeah, because if you look at all of the ills of this industry, everything that is wrong with this industry, all right, all roads lead back to education or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's that's at the end of the day, that's the problem. You you know it firsthand from doing those events. Me too. Okay. Education, that's what people was, that's what people was really getting. I think what my frustration, in particular, once I started doing the Canada Gather events, and we, me and Ronnie founded Canada Gather in New Jersey, and we was bringing in, you've seen it, we was bringing in a lot of people. Yeah. But where my frustration was coming, where I started to grow a bit frustrated, was I realized that people were like, the Canna Gather events, even the High and Y events, really became a social event for a lot of people. Nobody, I didn't see a lot of people moving with the information that was handed to them. And the thing about it was, was that people were missing the value of that, that of that information because every event, every High and Y event, every Canna Gather event, including the ones me and Ronnie did, all of them, they were giving you real-time boots-on-the-ground intel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what people and what the can of curious don't understand is that this business, this industry is very, very incestuous right now. Everybody knows each other. We all oh, yeah. know each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The degrees of separation is like less than two. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Again, yes. And, and a lot of these people, you know what I'm saying? A lot of us are, are, it's very difficult to get to us now. And that's because you, and you know who that is because there's those, the, then there's those ones who came to those events and took that real time boots on the ground intel and ran with it. You see what I'm saying? And so now that's where we are right now. And, and, and mind you, this pandemic, it's, it's, it's a mess, bro. It's a mess. You know, Leo, I just want to say for the folks watching or listening, you can still get a hold of me. I, I, I try to make myself available, you know, because I, I think, at least for me, that's always been a part of, you know, my, my MO was if I'm trying to help the community, if I'm trying to connect people, if I'm trying to facilitate education, 
then I have to make myself accessible. I have to be available, whether it's, you know, the, the total beginner who literally knows nothing about cannabis, has never tried it, and, and is just curious, which by the way, I believe like that's the majority of folks, right? Are, are closer to that than, than the other side of like, you know, a long-term relationship with the plant, you know, passionate, you know, mm -hmm. strongly pro-cannabis. Both sides need education all the same, mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. but I feel like, you know, part of my responsibility as, as a leader is to, to be accessible to, to anyone and everyone. And, you know, until they prove to me that, you know, this is not a good person, this is not a good actor, this is, you know, an, an op, uh, you know, then, then I say no thanks, or if they're trying to exploit or take advantage, you know, there's no shortage of those folks. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, mm -hmm. I, I think, <laughs> oh my goodness, someone on Twitch said, I heard Mike Z has a foot fetish. That's fake news. Uh, that's fake news. <laughs> I'm, I'm traditional old school TNA <laughs> and personality. Come on, come on, man. But that's funny. Thanks, thanks for the Twitch crowd for chiming in. They're saying they love the conversation. I'm loving the conversation. Okay. It's always a great conversation with Leo. Absolutely, man. Leo, I want to ask you, oh man, I have so many questions for you, but I want to ask you, you know, what do you foresee some of the opportunities in New Jersey for, for people that are going to want to get involved that don't really know the entry point? And, and second part of that question, what do you see as the challenges or concerns with, let's say the bill passes, you know, or the vote passes rather, which it seems like from everything I've heard, it's basically a done deal. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, what are, what are some of your concerns as far as actually execution, implementation? And I'll share my big one uh, uh, with you is that it's going to get slowed up in politics and bureaucracy, just like, Absolutely. you know, the last round of licenses uh, correct me if I'm wrong, are still tied up in, in litigation or, Absolutely. you know, disputes and whatever. And what was it? Was it last summer they did that or two summers yeah, ago? It, it, they they, like, and, and, and all those folks who were, who are now in this the current stalemate, you know what I'm saying? They, they ended their, they ended their year with a lawsuit that held up the process of, of actually issuing out licenses, who would get it, who didn't, right? And COVID hit. And they were supposed to, they had, I think they were supposed to come to some sort of resolution back in May. But when COVID hit, it threw everything off. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention the fact that, you know, like, as of today, we have medical. So this was all being done. This is all done under the Department of Health and that's what was holding things up, you know. Um, in all honesty, if you were serious about this industry, you would be using that time. You should have been using that time that things were held up to get your own business affairs in order. You see what I'm saying? Because, you know, these things with these licenses, if you're, again, a good student of history, you know, every time a state has an RFA and then they issue out and then they issue out licenses, people get mad because they didn't get a license and then they sue and then there's the holdup. So this is, you know, like this is pretty much par for the course. It's just what's different is what's the COVID thing. 
that's what that's the only thing that threw the whole process off mm. um and so and that's and 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 that really hurt a lot of the applicants i think i, I want to say like 800 people applied for uh licenses or something like that it was a big number you know what i'm saying and you know, like whatever, however, they all got whittled down. You know, uh, the team that I'm a part of, we actually were, it, we were, we were the last group to actually be issued a license. So we're, we're not in that. We're not held up from that. Nice. That's not our held up, our hold up. Um, but in terms of for the rest of the state, you know, um, if you're someone looking to get into this, 98 and Mike, you know this, 98% of the people who come to talk to me about this industry think that they have to do a business that actually touches the plant. Right. And then when you find out all of the costs that go into actually opening up a cannabis business, you know, a plant touching business, you know, once you understand the cost of the equipment, a cost of the product, the cost of growing and all that stuff, then you, you really understand why it costs millions. You know what I'm saying? Um, unfortunately, you have a lot of people out there who think that it costs millions because it's a racial thing. And it's like, no, that's just the way it, that's just how much equipment costs and all that other stuff. Uh, are there other factors that, you know, are there racially motivated factors that keep you from that create the barrier to entry? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But you have to understand in intricate detail what that is. In the meantime, what I'm really, 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 really concerned about is not whether or not adult use is gonna pass in New Jersey. What I'm concerned or focused in on is what's the count on the number of people that say yes? Because see, that number, it, it's not that it needs to pass, that it needs to pass overwhelmingly and 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 this is now this 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 uh everything that I'm saying right now this is this is the stuff that I learned just from being inside that that state house and understanding how things move and what makes it move and all that other stuff and so what the what that what that number will do is that number lets us know how much muscle we got mm. see votes and all that stuff. And the more people who enroll in the New Jersey medical marijuana program, and the more people who vote for adult use, those numbers, that's muscle. That's the currency that these politicians accept. You got to learn how to pay people in the currency that they accept. Oof. And votes Oof. is the currency. Hold on, Leo. Hold on, Leo. Hold on. We got to let that one. I got to let that marinate. Let that one breathe a little. Oh. I love that what? lesson. That's a Which gem. One? That's a gem. You gotta pay people in the currency that they accept. You uh -huh. know, for, for that's that's beautiful leadership insight right there. Whether you're in the cannabis business or any other business. Inspired by Bridge H two O, you can find it at Harmony Dispensaries. Is, it, is is that it? That's it right there. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so we gotta tell that story real quick. Leo Bridgewater. That's why I say I say he's the. There we go. The general of New Jersey cannabis advocacy army because this man has a strain named after him designed by him in honor of his service and work and contributions to the community and you know it's funny actually on last week's episode i had 
our mutual friend, the one and only Joe Bondi on the show. Ah, and, that's and, my man. That's my brother right there. Mike Hiller, Lauren Roddick, the my peoples. Yep, Zach, yep, yep. Zach Tyson, Fatima. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, we brought up the the fact that, you know, I, I, I've shared with him that once upon a time, I, I was having lunch with Joe and he said something to me like, Mike, you know, there's going to be a strain named after you one day. And I said, shut the fuck up, Joe. Come on, man. Like, because to me, that was a pun intended, a pipe dream. And I was like, yeah, you know, maybe one day, you know, like, but, and then, and, but, you know, it was like this crazy thought that I never really shared with anyone or, or, you know, cause I was embarrassed to even like suggest such a thing. And then to hear someone like Joe, who's, you know, years more of experience and wisdom than yeah. I have to, to hear him say it unprompted. I was like, Oh shit, yo, that could actually happen. And then one day, I turn on Facebook or whatever, and I see your face, Leo, and I see your <laughs> announcement that you were honored by Harmony Dispensary with the strain named after you. And I just said, oh shit, I know that guy. He did it. And, and it was like, oh shit, that means I can do it too. You know, yeah. like, cause I could call Leo and say, Leo, help me out. How do I do that? You know, and, and so I love that, uh, the point is, you know, that inspires the hell out of me. And I love the fact that that's part of the Leo Bridgewater legacy, that you got that straight. Hey, man, you know what? Amazing. Do you remember the movie Coming to America? Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, well, well, this is my Prince Akimu. Oh, Baby, nice. when I say he got his own strain, the man got his own strain. <laughs> that's amazing. We used to joke when I was a kid, my older brother used to tell me the reason we came to America because our father loved the movie coming to America so much. And when I, when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, I, I thought that was for real. I didn't realize until I got older. I was like, oh, that's a joke. Does your brother know that? Does he know that you thought that? Does he know that so. now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. That's, uh, <laughs> I love that movie. Um, I got, I still haven't tried the Leo Bridgewater strain though. That that's, that's, that's a bummer. I'm going to have to make my way to New Jersey and, and get that, get that. Hey, uh, yeah, man. Or, or next time I'm in the city, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a call, man. We got to link up. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Leo. You know, I would love to burn some with you. Oh man. Yeah. It's been that would be an long. honor for me. It would been way too long. Um, let me ask you this. Yeah. What advice do you have specifically for black indigenous people of color and also separately from that and for veterans that might want to get more involved in the cannabis advocacy community, the cannabis industry and wealth creation opportunity? What, what do you say for those folks? Well, first of all, what's your mission? Figure out what your end game is first. What do you hope to get out of this? You, you understand what I'm saying? Not, not too many. I, I find too many people stumbling into this. They just know they want to get in, but they don't really know how they want to get in. Nah, 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 nah. First things first. You need to have clear cut, you know, goals as to what your end game is. You know, and then you know because if you can figure out what your end game is that helps people like us 
help you figure out how you, where you fit on this board. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's how you have to look at it. You know, you're fighting, we're fighting like in the cannabis industry, particularly for me, I'm fighting a war on two different fronts. You see what I'm saying? Because there's the, the political side and activism, all of that is the same thing. Okay, they all run one and the same. Mm -hmm. And then there's the business side. You see what I'm saying? And the business side, a lot of times gets skewed with the, with this. People, you know, and, 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 and that's what's happened. That's why you have the wild, wild west. Like our industry is so brand new. We don't even have an industry standard unit of measurement yet. And that to give you an idea, just to give you an idea, just how infancy this is. I mean, you know, like if, if, if cannabis was to go legal tomorrow throughout the federally, throughout the country and everything like that, do you know how many jobs that is? Because you have to understand, every problem by making this every everything everything that would have to be done in terms of by making this legal, that's a job. That's somebody's job. That's a job creating. And I'm just talking on the federal. You got to talk about interstate commerce. You have to talk about global import export. You, you, you see what I'm saying? You have. The, the patent office is about to get slammed. Okay. I mean, yeah, yep, yep, yep. you know what I'm saying? You know, I, um, I, I, I own a bunch of like, I'll, I'll put this out there. Right. I own a bunch of digital real estate. I own 420 cafe, all that yep. stuff. Right. Mike yesterday, I got an offer for 60 grand for one of my URLs. Nice. That's what's up. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, like, what? You know what I'm saying? And the, and and here's the thing. Of course, you know, you do all the the necessary stuff or what have you, the check and all this other stuff. And sure enough, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's I've gotten, you know, I've gotten money for other URLs before, but you know, like, it's 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 not a, you know, like at this point for me, it's not a new thing for that to happen. But it's just it goes to show. There are so many things about this industry that's not even plant touching that we ain't even talked about. And that's a whole lot of money. Look, ancillary uh, uh, plant touching businesses in Colorado, I think last year, uh, brought in about a billion dollars in revenue. Okay. okay. That, that's what happened in, in Colorado. Ancillary businesses for the cannabis industry, 1.5. So the businesses that didn't even touch the plant made more money than the businesses that did. Okay, oh, sorry. What's that telling you? you? You see what I'm saying? Like that's the that's the that's the thing, you know. And and indeed, I'm sorry, y'all, my phone ring. And and that's the thing that that people need to understand. There's so many things that have not been talked about or even addressed. And, and, and I can speak to this and you, you know, more so than you can. It's in this aspect is where I hold black leadership within the African-American community to task. This is where I hold them to task because, you know, remember when I said, we're the only ones that's ever gonna experience the end of prohibition on cannabis, you know what I'm saying? Okay. For me, 
the number one hardest group of people to talk to about this is black church people. That's the number one hardest group of people. And you have to understand, traditionally, the black church has been looked at as the gatekeepers to the African-American community. But most people don't realize that black church people are really, 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 really conservative. You know what I'm saying? And so more so than what you would see on Fox News, okay? And so at this point, when you uh, talk about, when you talk about how we're moving in this space, at this point, the science has been there for years. We know what this really is, but we've been absent as a whole from the economic impact conversation. And that's because we can't get past the social justice aspect of it all. And now where we are right now, this is that nightmare scenario that transcends minority inclusion in the space. Because now this pandemic, because now the states really need the money, the country needs the money. And when you talk about you know, cannabis legalization, we're talking about brand new, off, unaccounted for, off the books money. I ain't talking about moving one, moving funds from one department to another, you know what I'm saying? Nah, 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 nah. We talking brand new money. Yep. And because we've been largely absent from this part of the conversation, you understand what I'm saying? We're not, and, and, and now we're in a, in, a, in a state where now, this is where ballot referendums come in, come, are dangerous. This is why they're dangerous because you're talking about changing the wording of the state constitution. You know what I'm saying? And if you've been absent from this conversation or you refuse to have it, you know, that, that we, we, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's gonna go without you now, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, not wanting to have meaningful discussions or not knowing what to ask for. And remember when I told you education is a big deal, you know, education is a problem just by in, in, in the state of New Jersey, just look at the wording of the ballot question. Look at the way that ballot question was worded. And it points to how much lack of education is a problem. Because in New Jersey, the ballot question was, should the state of New Jersey tax and regulate, amend the constitution to tax and regulate, you ready for this? A form of marijuana called cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> a form of marijuana called cannabis. I love that. <laughs> oh man. This is where I like like this is where you know it becomes oh. embarrassing. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? And the worst part about it is is that they don't even know to be embarrassed. Right. That's the right. and, and, and and mind you, the same people who came up with that question and let it ride all the way out without catching that, without catching that, you know what I'm saying? That's the same people that's making the rules to this. Mm -hmm. And you want to be absent from the conversation? Oh, Jesus. Oh, right, okay. right, right, right. So what do you think somebody like me who's been, you know, doing all this hooping and hollering since high and wide and can together and all that, what you think I'm doing? 
I'm up here trying to mitigate the collateral damage from not being a part of that conversation mm -hmm. by doing the things that I'm doing now. Because then when I speak, I'm coming from a place of credibility. That's what needs to happen now. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, you know, like we have lawmakers here, people who are going to be making the rules and stuff like that. These people, Mike, they still say gateway drug here. And then they don't mean exit drug. They're not talking no, about no, helping no. people get off more dangerous substances, but. Yeah, nah, 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 yeah, nah, man, nah. They still call it dope, you know what I'm saying? They still, and I'm like, oh my God, like, listen to, you know, like, listen to uh, uh, Joe Biden. Whenever you talk about cannabis legalization, what's the th first thing that fly out of his mouth? Rehab. So they still think us addicts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how they see us. That's how I mean. They like even when they say cannabis, when they say cannabis, right? You know, you know where people are based on the words that they use, right? And 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 when people start, when you start talking about cannabis and everything, and then somebody be like, yeah, 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 because I think all drugs. Okay, wait a minute, hold up. We're not talking about drugs. <laughs> we are not talking about drugs. Yeah, we're talking about plants. We're talking about cannabis. Yeah, we're talking about cannabis. And I even told somebody, I was like, listen, y'all not y'all not catching this, okay? The 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 cannabis is the only undefeated champion of the schedule one drugs. Hmm. Because of all the drugs that are schedule one, cannabis is undefeated in killing people. It's never killed nobody. Right. Ever. Right, right. Never saved, in the history of the It saved a lot of lives though. <laughs> well, but but you know what I'm saying? Nah, because according to the schedule one drug list, you know what I'm saying? It has to have zero, zero, it can it, zero medicinal value. Yep. Okay. All people, listen. In order for a drug to be considered a Schedule One drug, according to the definition of the United States DEA, right, it has to hit three marks. It cannot hit two out of three. It cannot hit one out of three. It has to hit all three marks in order to be a Schedule One drug. Mark number one has to have the potential for abuse, okay? Mark number two, it must be it must be so dangerous that a doctor must administer it. You would need to have a doctor to administer it, okay? Number three, it has to have zero medicinal value. Those are the three things that they use to make a schedule to, to, to list a drug as something that's schedule one, a substance a schedule one drug, okay? It has to have all three, not two out of three, not one out of three, no, all three. So if cannabis is a schedule one drug and it has zero medicinal value, why in the hell do you have all these states with medical marijuana programs? Right, and beyond that, you know, why does the US government for decades now have the patent oh, on the patent. <laughs> yeah. 6350507. The... 
you all been making money off of this and just didn't know it. Right. The, the, the patent is for, I believe, cannabinoids as neuroprotectants or anti-inflammatories, which is like basically the entire CBD everything, right? And a whole lot of other stuff. But the, the point goes sounds back like to... The, sounds like something the NFL needs right about now. Right, right, right. Sounds like, you know, exactly what you said, Leo, is for the folks who are on the sidelines not engaging in these conversations, not playing a part in the, the political activism side of things, you're letting the folks who have a really bad track record of, of getting these things right, make the decisions, you know, and they have a pretty good well, track record of getting things wrong, so. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, the, you, you don't know, the, the tragedy of it all is what's scary to me is that now that these lawmakers, you know what I'm saying, have to address this because the people who have spoken, what scares me is who's advising these people? Mm. Who are you talking to, lawmaker, when you decide to put this stuff in this framework of a bill and everything like that? Who are you, have you inserted yourself into this conversation to ensure like when you talk about equity, inclusion and all that stuff, if you ask 10 different activists, what is equity? You know what I'm saying? You're going to get 10 different answers. Right. Okay. You know, but the thing about it is, is that uh, all 10 answers historically have always fallen short to what real equity means. You know what I'm saying? People think equity means ownership, you know, op in, in, in a business and everything. But when but when you talk about equity as it relates to the cannabis industry, then you're going to want, you need to expand what you include to be equity. And equity isn't just an ownership of a business. I want equity in the policy making. I want equity in the enforcement. I want equity in those jobs that's going to come from this new department. You know what I'm saying? I want the people who who, who inspect these businesses to look like me too. I want equity is really from the proverbial rooter to the tutor. I want it all. Because the thing about it is, is that when you talk about, when you talk about, you know, like these, like people like to use the term reparations when it comes to cannabis. I do not like using that term when talking about the cannabis industry, because I think, if you apply the uh, reparations to the cannabis industry, you devalue the word reparations in terms of what is owed to us. So I do not like to put, as an African-American man, I do not like to put cannabis and reparations in the same, in the same context. With that being said, now, I do believe in restitution. I do believe in being made whole. And this, y'all use this plant to do something to me, African-American man, you know what I'm saying? And so I do feel like I need to be made whole. I should be, I actually have a legitimate claim. You know what I'm saying? African-American people in the cannabis space actually have a little bit, a, a, a legitimate claim in terms of restitution. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Now, once we start talking that talk, then it's a whole different story. And I'm not saying this in terms of 
I want this for African-American people and fuck everybody else. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm only speaking to at what I can as a member of this community, absent from anybody else's not a member of this community's opinion. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's one of the other things that when you talk about building this out and everything like that, that's also a problem. You got a whole lot of white folks who feel free to speak for black people. And it's like, are you kidding me? And then you got a lot of black people who are not of this culture, who are not of this business, who do not have a background, and they are speaking for black people in this business and they're not, they don't get it. They're not, they're not, they don't have that background. So again, you know what I'm saying? When you look at your lawmakers, you ask, you have to ask yourself, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, who's, you know what I'm saying? Put it like this, Mike, let's say um, you meet a politician. You live in New York. So, you know, so, so let's, let's do this. Let's say you meet, let's say you meet a, a, uh, uh, a politician in, in New Jersey, right? And, you know, you're going to meet state Senator, I don't know, Shirley Turner, something like that. Right. Never met her before or anything like that. And you ask her and, 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 and she says, oh, yes. I'm very, very interested in, in, in the cannabis industry. I've been following it a lot. And you say to her, oh yeah. So do you know Leo Bridgewater? And if she and and what if she says, no, I haven't, what are you thinking? You don't know shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, at this point. If you don't like, like there's certain names that those of us in the culture, we know if you saying you all this, but you in New Jersey and you don't know who Leo Bridgewater is. Yeah. Really? Then, then who do you know? That right. Would be my question. There's certain names like you're going to throw out names when people tell me, yeah, man, I'm big. I'm tight in New York. Oh, for real? Yeah. So do you know Mike Z? Do you know um, Jake Plowden? Do you know Nelson Do you know... You know, like I can throw out a whole lot of names and they'd be like, no, no, no. I'd be like, are you really? Mm -hmm. Sound fishy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. what's the first thing we're going to do? We're going to get on the phone. Hey, yo, do you, you ever heard of so-and-so, so-and-so? Right. Do you know, I, I, how many emails do you get like that? I get them all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing about the, that's the incestuous part about this business, this industry. Yeah. So those looking to get in, I also would say, look at organizations too, because one of the things that we're starting to see, this is uh, the end of October, right? And there are a number of organizations who have sprung out of nowhere and planted their flag and said, we're the so-and-so the such and such in New Jersey. <laughs> you getting that now. Yeah, 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 you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like there's the, there's the New Jersey... Cannabis Trade Association, you know what I'm saying? And 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 here's the thing: what you're going to see is because we already so we we have the New Jersey Cannabis Association, we have the New Jersey Cannabis Industry Association, we have now we have the New Jersey Cannabis Trade Association. Okay, more now, coming soon. Exactly, and you know what they want to do? 
They want to make themselves, and this is what all of them do. This is what they want to do. They want to make themselves part of the process to be in this industry in New Jersey. Sure. So that you're going to feel like you have to be a part of their organizations. That's what they're going, that's what they're doing. That's what they're setting things up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they line themselves up with people, you know what I'm saying, who look like you to say, okay, they, these people are good. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, wait a minute. Right now, as of today, Mike, there are only 12 dispensaries. Okay? Now, in comparison, the state of California, they've issued out like 80, almost 8,000 uh, licenses in cannabis and hemp of some kind throughout the entire state of New Jersey. All right? So they got like 8,000 and something going on right now, right? And we got 12. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Nobody, it, this, 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 this state is so wide open. Nobody can claim to be any goddamn thing. Right, right. Look at, look at, look at what, look at how, look at what they they did to, uh, look at when you when you look at these organizations, just look under the hood. Look under the hood. Look at who's. Look at who's 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 on their boards. Look at who's who's their executive directors. You know what I'm saying? If these people don't strike you as somebody from the from the from the uh, from the uh, the the culture, I'm not saying don't do business with them. Just know that's all. Just know because a lot of these organizations, you know what I'm saying, are what you would call. Allies understand the difference between an ally and a friend. You know what I'm saying? An ally and a friend ain't always the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It's it's and think of it like this. It's like when that one time uh the Justice League and the Legion of Doom teamed up together to fight some bigger guy. <laughs> That's when not, when that happened, they became allies. Right. You understand what I'm saying? You know, friends is when they would be friends if uh if if the Justice League was like, all right, so now y'all part, y'all, y'all, we we all friends, y'all come on over for dinner. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the friends. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So you gotta know how to tell the difference between who's who. Okay, Absolutely. that's that's you know, like. That's the, the, you know, look up, look up the organization I'm a part of, Minorities for Medical Marijuana. You know what I like? You know, you know why I like what I like about them? What? There is no aspect, particularly when it comes to the hemp industry, right? There is no aspect in this entire industry that all you have to do is put in a question, who does such and such? And you'll find someone who's Black that's their business to do. And, or they know they know how to get it done. Every aspect. And I'm talking like CBD crude. I'm talking about farmlands. I'm talking about farmers. I'm talking about lawyers. I'm talking about accountants. I'm talking about insurance. I'm talking, they have, they, they, like their, their membership community is very, very, very active. You know who else got it going on like that? Women Grow. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Women Grow got it on. And then you also got MCBA, 
you know what I'm saying? This is the Minority Cannabis Business Association. You know what I'm saying? If you look at, you know what I'm saying? And, and if you look at NCIA, National Cannabis Industry Association, these are all organizations that have people who are of this, uh, of this, uh, of this, um, of this, uh, thing. Oh, oh. Um, you know, sorry about that. That was, uh, hold on. One, let me, let me, let me, this is my old teacher. Hi, Ms. Morrison. I'm good, Ms. Orson. I just want to tell you that right now I'm on the air. I'm in the interview. So um, I'll have LJ give you a call back as soon as I get out of this, okay? Okay, I'll let him know. All right, bye-bye. All right, say hi, Mike. Say hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> See, we're, we're live here. We, you know, we don't... I'm sorry, man. We keep it going. It's, it's all good. Yeah, well, that's one of those one. That's one of those phone calls that that that's like my mom's best friend. You, you, you ever grow up with people? You, 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 any of your mom's girlfriends ever spank you? <laughs> Leo, I can't auntie, tell that story on the air. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's one of the ones that you know. I'm saying that that you know, you listen, you do what she tell you know. She's okay. she's more my aunt than she is my mom's girlfriend. <laughs> Leo, I want to respond to some of the things you said. You're dropping dropping lots of gems, and I love when smart people agree with me and say things mm. that I I like to say. So I, I want to just uh, recap some of what I heard and and respond to some of what you said. Uh, you know, first, real quick on the restitution piece. You know what I like to say there, which you know is perhaps oversimplifying but mm -hmm. you know for me it's it's very obvious the truth is very obvious and clear that like you said cannabis and this plant has been used as an excuse to demonize and harm people of color especially black men especially young Absolutely. black and brown men and that Absolutely. was and, and and beyond that it was it wasn't just done here and there it was intentionally institutionalized and so what I believe the logical solution and the way to have restitution is to intentionally institutionalize investment in young men of color in communities mm -hmm. of color and black and brown men and make that a core part of every legalization program. And to me, it's like mm -hmm. mind blowing that that's not step one, as opposed to, you know, we'll get to the equity piece after we figure out all the other stuff. So that, that's the language that I, I try to feed people is, you know, how hard is it to, it doesn't have to be that complicated, right? Let's institutionalize investment into these well, people, into these communities. And yes, of course, it, we it, could argue what does that look like and who directs that and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if, if there was the true will to do it, it would have been done already, right? But to your well, point, yeah, people got to fight for it. Yeah, you know, like I, I liken it to when I argue with folks about rep reparations, right? Because mm -hmm. you have so many people who are like, "Why should I have to pay reparations? I wasn't here. I didn't. I didn't put nobody in my family put you in in, in slavery or anything like that." And that's a that's that's a it's a it's a very frustrating argument, but one that's very necessary, right? So the thing is, is that okay? Let's take that same attitude. You're right. You wasn't here when when that happened, but your ass was here to give me back restitution. <laughs> so let's right. talk about that. 
know what I'm saying? Yeah. It needs to be like the thing about it is, is that it, it has to be, it, it has to be uh, a, 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 like, like you said, a very deliberate thing. It has to be deliberate. It has to be, you know, like, uh, and what I'm starting to see, what I'm starting to notice working with, uh, you know, some of my clients and whatnot is that states are starting to get more deliberate in their, in their wording. Now, when they start, when they, when they start doing these RFAs, you know what I'm saying? They're going to start being more deliberate. I'm starting to notice a trend and it's more like a, more of a, a formalization of the industry to, in, in, in a way where formal education is going to be a requirement now in some form or another, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you're talking about equity programs and stuff like that. That's where I'm starting to see that formalization that is, you see what I'm saying? Which again, you know what I'm saying? Education, education, education. You know, it's lack of or lack thereof was a, is a big reason why a lot of social equity programs don't work. You understand what I'm saying? You know, um, these uh, it's also lack of education is why some of these social equity programs don't work because they, you know, you have predatory lending language that's now making it, that, that's now messing it up for a lot of people. You see what I'm saying? Look at what happened out in LA. You know what I'm saying? Perfect example. You know, it, it, there's a whole lot of, a whole lot of, you know, like these, like our lawmakers, if they had not kicked the can down the road, like put like this, when we were trying to get this legislatively legalized, if they had done it then, we would probably be opening up first sales of adult use cannabis this January. You, you see what I'm saying? That's how, like, and, and we're talking like two years ago. That's when when we failed, like the, if we would have did things then timeline wise, you see what I'm saying? That's how much time it would have took before we started seeing the first sales. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm sorry, not first sales. Yeah, the first sales and probably a year later after we would, after uh, legislative legalizing, we would have had more uh, licenses, more RFAs. And I think that's what's going to happen right after the election. You know what I'm saying? I think that until they can get everything ironed out, everything is going to be done through the Department of Health as far as the medical marijuana program. You're going to start seeing a succession of RFAs going out because we 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 can't, you know, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can we don't have the supply. We cannot supply. We, with only 12 dispensaries and you talking about all these people coming over here from New York, you know what I'm saying? If we're going to, if, if it, what, it's one thing to legalize and anything like that, it's a whole nother, th a whole nother thing to actually have it. We ain't yeah. got no product yeah. right now. We can't, we don't, it's not even grown. It's not physically here. They can barely keep up with the 90 something thousand medical marijuana patients they have now. You know what I'm saying? So these things are, you know, these things are definitely, you know, like all good problems to have. You know what I'm saying? Because all it is is just more opportunity. I would also tell people to get your book, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And to get Dashida's book. Them the two books I would get. Because by the end, if you do everything in those books, that should actually help you really focus in on where you're going to fit in this industry. You know what I'm saying? It truly is a get in where you can fit in type of situation. 
yeah and then if not you you make your own path and you you fit into your right. own carve out your own niche right and and leo right. it's, it's funny actually the advice you gave is completely in line with what's in my book you said a couple of things that are like totally pillars of of my book which are you know you said what what's your mission you know i have that as start with why why are you getting into cannabis why are you doing this game, yeah yeah and then what's yep. your end game? What are the goals? What does success look like? You have to plan for success. You know, you're never going to get there if you don't know what that is. And, yep. and also, I'm, I'm always a big proponent of ancillary, you know, and, and education. You know, that's... This is... You're an ancillary. You're, exactly. You're actually exactly. an ancillary. You know what I'm saying? I'm an ancillary. You know what I'm saying? I, like, it, it all, like, like, I tell people, like, Somebody, somebody uh, said to me, oh, I want to get in this business. Really? What do you want to do? I want to own my own dispensary. Okay, let me ask you something. What's your role going to be? Like, you're going to be the person to check the IDs? <laughs> once you get this, like, once you get this dispensary, what do you intend to do? Like, how do you intend to, to you know, do you, are, are you just someone who wants to throw money at this? And then, you know what I'm saying, let other people do all the work? That's okay, too. I just need to know, like, people like me, we need to know. What's your level of involvement going to be? How much effort do you want to do? Because I'll be honest with you, this is, you know, like it's it ain't cool. This is not, it's not easy. Especially when you're talking about plant touching, you're gonna to feel raped by the state just by the way that they go through all of your financials and your background and all that stuff, taxes and stuff. And mind you, we don't have 280E, that's a killer for us. Yep. See, I liken it to. Mike, remember the first time you got your first official paycheck and found out about FICA and Social Security <laughs> and all that? That's right. what that's that's what that's what this is. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's like. Well, you you do you do realize like when you like when you start seeing money, it ain't what you think it's gonna be. <laughs> Right. And it, and it doesn't come nearly as quickly as you imagine it when you get into this industry. Right. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, just because, you know, you have these dispensaries that are making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. That don't necessarily mean that you are, are you're, you're a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? It don't even as the owner, you know what I'm saying? Million dollar business, million, million uh, businesses that generate million dollar revenue does not make you an instant millionaire it takes a while before you yourself are a millionaire absolutely that's the that's that people are people are not understanding you know they're getting in awe of the wrong kinds of numbers and the uh, and the efforts that it takes to 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 um really move in this space it's this is dog years look if you look at all the old pictures and they're Old pictures for us is like four, four, three, four years ago, right? All this was not here, Mike. Right? <laughs> yep, All this yep, was yep. not here when we first got started. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked to learn that you're 45. I, I could have yeah, guessed you were younger than that, man. Nah, man, I'm 45. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. That's, you know, that's amazing. Yeah, um, I'll be 46 in February. You know, it. it you're making another point that I make in the book, the cannabis business book, which was the number one bestseller on Amazon yesterday in the green business category. I'm hey. super, super excited. Hey. About that. Thank you. Thank you. But the, the point is 
one of the biggest mistakes, if not the biggest, that I've seen people make getting into this industry or attempting to is that they don't do nearly enough homework and research to actually know what they're getting themselves into. You know, like in, in back in the day, pre-COVID, when I just was getting started about six years ago, you know, I made it a point to travel the country, to go to all the conferences, to actually yep. see what was what and who was who yep. and, and, and investing in my own cannabis education before yep. I attempted to make even a penny in this industry. You know, well, that's where all and all that came out in that book. That's where all that. That's how that. That's how. That's how you were able to fill up the pages in that book. <laughs> exactly. If you think about it, like, look, bro, we got a lot of miles on our feet, a whole lot of miles. It's okay? just the warm up. So, we're yeah, just stretching because now it's and, coming and, here. <laughs> right. I told my. I, I was just telling my son the other day. Right. We were talking, and and you know, he was like, I was, you know, I, I said something to him about, you know, uh, business and everything like that. And I said, like, yeah, you know, this is, this is, this is crazy, you know, just to get to, to work. And he was like, well, dad, I thought you was already working. I looked down, I said, what? And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, son, let me explain something to you. All this stuff that I've been doing for these years, all this activism stuff and everything. He was like, yeah. I was like, that's just so we could get started. We ain't got started yet. And he was, he looked, he said, what? I said, I said, son, listen, we fighting to get the laws changed and all that stuff. Cause when we got PTSD, a lot of people thought that was it in the whole nine yards. And it was like, nah, son, nah. I was like, that was just to get started. We need an element. We need elements. We got to build this. This is a years long endeavor. And that's when he like, and I said, yeah, I said, that's when it was a way for me to open up the door to talk about macro and microeconomics and stuff like that, particularly as it relates to the cannabis and hemp industry. Yep. So I was just, you know, I was like, nah, I said, son, nah, we just trying, we ain't even got started yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, yeah. the, the tribe hasn't even, we haven't even got the work yet. We haven't done nothing. Yeah, yeah, we just, we're, we're just preparing, laying the groundwork. Yeah, we're just here. we just here. Leo, I want to shift gears. I want to get a little coaching session going with you. And Absolutely. I know, so I'm just going to ask you, you know, and my, my goal is I, I hope I can give you one insight, one breakthrough or, or help you become an even higher version of yourself. And so my question for you is what's your biggest business buzzkill or roadblock or challenge right now? Uh, my biggest roadblock is how do I like it's changing or or it's the perception that a lot of the can of curious uh see in me you know like how do I, I I'm having a hard time with getting folks to not confuse my way of doing things and my way of saying things I feel like people get it confused. My they get my urgency confused with arrogance. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 not arrogance. Anything, all the things that I said today, all of that. This is all ur urgency, not arrogance. I don't have time for that. I don't. I, I really don't. This is, uh, you know, like this is this 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 uh, business is 
already filled with enough egos as it is. You know what I'm saying? Right? I mean, come on. Come on, Mike. You you know some of the people we know. You know, like, you know. Hold on, I'm sorry. No, no, no worries. Yeah. So Um, I'm curious. Let me ask you a quick follow-up question, which is, what is that costing you, you know, this confusion that, you know, some people, if these potentially kind of curious folks are maybe seeing you as arrogant and, and missing the urgency, what's, what's the harm there? What's the, what's the cost there? Uh, time. This would be the time for like, like right now we, it's, it, it's, we, we're, this is before November 3rd. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this would be the time, you know, that the meaningful discussions in terms of how this would look municipality wise, because that's where issues are, how this would look statewide is also where issues are, you know, um, you know, it's, you know, like, think about it for a second, Mike, you know what I'm saying? This goes legal federally, you know what I'm saying? It means, you know, not just in the state, but federally as well. It means that every single relative, there's a lot of relatives, older relatives, who will now have to eat crow because of the way they treated that one black, quote unquote, black sheep of the family because he would tip out and smoke him a little bud and come to find out he was right the whole time. You understand what I'm saying? Turns out crazy ass relative was the one who was doing the right, who was actually using the right thing. You know what I'm saying? And getting folks to, you know, get past, to move past that and understand that we don't really have time to, you know, um, we don't really have time to do a big history lesson. Not now. You know, if you, if you were to, if, if all of the traditional organizations were to say, today, okay, we're going to put all our resources and, 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 and everything behind, you know, the cannabis getting, getting into the cannabis industry. By the time they are brought up to speed to where they're viable, it's too late. Just from a, a time perspective, it'd be too late. It'd be too late to be, to have a meaningful impact. Not saying it wouldn't be as meaning, not saying it wouldn't be a meaningful impact. They it just wouldn't be enough. They'd be too late to have a as meaningful impact. Because imagine if the NAACP and the African American Chamber of Commerce and all these different traditional, you know, black organizations were to truly put 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 their full resources behind those people who reflect their industry you know, image and values in the cannabis industry, you know what I'm saying? You know, like that's, that's, if they did that, you see what I'm saying? Then we'd be time appropriate, but we're not. So yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's basically, you're concerned that this lack of urgency that some of these stakeholders and people you're trying to involve and and isn't transparent. Yeah, isn't transparent. So, so how do, how do we communicate that sense of urgency? It's a great question. What comes to mind for me, and I'm, this is not coaching per se, I'm just going to give you my opinion here. And, you know, maybe that'll inspire you and maybe 
it'll, it'll spark the conversations in, in a productive way. My, my, what comes to mind for me is, you know, most people, as you probably know, Leo, are controlled by fear more than they yeah, even absolutely. recognize. And so, you know, I'm wondering what is the, you know, and one my first coach once upon a time shared with me, she said, look, you're either going to be moving away from, from fear or towards pleasure. So if you're not taking action, it's because you either don't have enough pain or you don't have a big enough vision for what that pleasure or success or gain will be. And so knowing that about 80% of people on average are more likely to be influenced by fear and avoiding pain, I'm wondering what is that worst case scenario that you can paint for those people and, and kind of put the fear of God level FOMO into them so that they understand, mm -hmm. oh shit, I need to act, I need to move and I don't need to move soon, I need to move yesterday. You know, so I, that's what I'm wondering. What is that, you know, what's that big emotional fear or emotional, irrational, kind of unconceivable fear that if they got a glimpse of, they would realize, oh man, I better listen to Leo. I better go get educated. Uh, at this point, right? And 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 even though I, that's that's my thing, I, I'm, I'm actively working to address that myself because I recognize that the only thing that actually moved these people, move people, period, they have to see you do it first. So I actually have to become all the things that I've been preaching about and screaming about. I have to become those things. And, 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 you know, like when you, because then when the time comes and they're ready, like, remember when I told you number one hardest group of people to talk to was black church people. Yep. Okay. Recognizing that, you know what I'm saying? I had to do what I had to do to, 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 to address that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, thank God, I met Archbishop Timothy Paul of the Christian Orthodox Church. And they voted on a church ratification that they support, they now support, you know, uh, members who, have, who, who are enrolled in state medical marijuana programs, and they support the usage of CBD. You see what I'm saying? Yep. It took me a while, especially it took me a little bit of educating and stuff like that, but I was able to make that breakthrough. You see what I'm saying? So hence, a breakthrough has been made. You, you, you see what I'm saying? And so now, for me, I have to, it, so now when, when the time comes for me to have that conversation, you see what I'm saying? I got somebody with me that gives me a certain level of credibility. That's what we have. You actually have to actually go out and build these relationships. It's not just, it's not just you know, saying, hey, they're the this and they're the that, and so don't talk to them. No, you just got to know, you got to know what you're dealing with. And remember what I said, paying people in the currency that they accept, Absolutely. there you go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you I, know? I want to I add to that, you know, kind of a variation of that that I think is useful in, in trying to influence or educate or negotiate is yeah. using people's standards and using kind of their values and what they hold sacred and and painting the, the, the picture or offering the, the argument in those terms. So for example, when you mentioned the church people, you know, 
if I were having that conversation, I would imagine, you know, trying to get them to see it as like, well, you know, isn't this plant, doesn't this come from God? Who put, who put the, who put the endocannabinoid receptors in mammals? Wasn't that God? Doesn't he, well, see, you know? And, well, see, you got to know, but you, you have to understand though, you know what I'm saying? Like when you do that, because you know, you have to understand, especially with church folks, when you start doing that, they look at it as if you're, you know, like you're as right as you may be, you know what I'm saying? That's that that's like you trying to one up them. I, I hear you, and of course you have to come correct and you know approach it yeah, and, in the and you gotta you like, know, like for me, I have to be like, yo, that's not what this is. Money, like, no, I'm not trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm really trying to educate you, I'm really trying to tell you. You know what I'm saying? But again, I'm dealing with people. I mean, look, we had one, we had one guy who voted no against PTSD, and he's a veteran. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Wow. That, like that's that's how that's how oxymoronic these politics are here. I mean, that's you know, like I said this before, we have two types of people in government and all levels of government. You have Jetsons and you have Flintstones. Okay. Uh, yes. Now those designators transcend gender, religion, uh, uh, race, and more importantly, they transcend age because there's some young ass Flintstones out there. Okay, and, <laughs> and there's I some go, old Jetsons. Right, to and, be and, fair. and, yeah. and yeah, and I'm also finding out that there's a lot of Jetsons who are pretending to be Flintstones because it's much more profitable for them to be a Flintstone than it is for them to be a Jetson. They're going to make money. They're going to make more money by being a Flintstone than they are by being a Jetson, even though they know better. You, you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, the, and, and you know who they are based on the words that they use. You know what I'm saying? So that, like I said, if you hear someone saying, you know, um, gateway drug and everything like that, you already know, you know what I'm saying? It's sort of kind of like people who still call somebody who still calls black people colored. Like, ooh, what year are you? We ain't talked that way in years. What the fuck? like like that? And so, you know, I'm I'm always of the opinion, you know, like these it's these things is and it's within these aspects of these things that all of us need to be aware of in terms of how we approach this industry when we get in, because you're gonna get yourself mad. And the thing is, the other thing too is, is that, you know, look up, Leo, you know what? Look up Leo Bridgewater, you know what I'm saying? Google me, okay? I probably bumped my head for a lot of y'all already. I can save a lot, me, between me, Mike, you know what I'm saying? A lot of, Dashida, a lot of us, we can help you. We can save you from a whole lot of lumps okay a whole lot you hear the pain in that hole right did you hear that Love so that. you are you was there for some of them lumps Mike. i'm just saying <laughs> you know like we, we we've been through and, and listen there's a whole lot more if this was a television show we're in season eight episode four you know what i'm saying you're still in season one so we need you to binge watch Spoiler alert, it's not a gateway drug. That's the season one finale. Right, right, right. You know what I'm <laughs> Again, that's why I like, wrote the book, Leo. That's why I wrote right. the book because you gotta, I didn't like, you have gotta that. Put it in, 
I had to yeah, put in the work, you know? Yeah, exactly. You got to put it in. And, and the thing is, is that it's just really, really important that like all the things that I'm saying right now is not going to apply two years from now. I, mean, I thought it ain't even going to apply next year. All the things that I'm saying right now, if you think about it, I'm saying, what don't we know right now? Think about all the questions that's going to be answered right now. I mean, that's going to be answered that we don't even know right now. We don't know who the next president is going to be. We don't know if they're going to say yes to this shit. We don't know about how much if they're going to say yes. We don't know what the framework, we don't know what the framework is going to look like. We don't know what, we don't, a lot of things we don't know. They're trying to decide. But voting, active voting, active participation, re-engaging in your civic responsibility, that is the first thing that is needed because if these politicians and these and, and these and these officials, law enforcement, all these officials, if they know that y'all asses is watching, oh, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna step, they're gonna they're gonna step a little more. They're not gonna be so so cavalier in how they do this whole thing. That's what you want. They're gonna think that's that's what's important about the the voting thing, the currency and everything like that. It gives people like Leo muscle. So that way. When I go in there and I'm talking shit to these politicians and I'm saying all this stuff or whatever, I could be like, yeah, and you got 3 million people that just want to know what the hell is going on. Or you got 250,000 medical marijuana patients because you know what that, you know what happens by doing so. Now, you know what we become by having an overwhelmingly popular vote for adult use, by having a a medical marijuana program that has 300,000 people enrolled. You know what we become? A whole new voting block. Yeah. That's we, you know what I'm saying? That's when the quality of leadership goes up. Yeah. That's when that's when they that's when they and mind you, when you got 300,000 people, you know what I'm saying? You know, that's what the commissioner of the medical marijuana program needs. You understand what I'm saying? That's what Jeff Brown needs. He needs big people he need when i say big people meaning lots of people enrolled and all that stuff because that's his muscle that's how it works that's what these poli- like th- these politicians know oh snap when when jeff brown come in the door he walking in speaking for about half a million people so they're going to take his call and do whatever the hell he tell them to do and he only going to do what we tell him to do that's how it works. But people are disengaged. People want to play around with their vote. I think I'm going to go with Trump. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to. My vote don't count. And it's like, yo, that's why we always miss out on shit. That's why we always late to shit. You know what I'm saying? It's this right here. We're not even informed. And we ain't trying to be informed. If it ain't got a good beat and make you feel good, fuck it. I don't care. And it's like, no. You need to be plugged in like now. We need that. Look, we're trying to get people out of jail. You know what I'm saying? Or we're trying to let we're trying to keep people from going to jail, which in the state of New Jersey is a thing. That's a thing. They like to they they like to arrest like the state of New Jersey averages like 32,000 arrests for low-level, nonviolent, minor possession of cannabis. 80% of those people look like me. And they also have a report out that shows the combined use of force in this in the state amongst police officers, right? One cop got more use of force than all the cops combined in the state, right? 
81% of those use of forces, people who look like me. So not only does this state like to arrest, but they also like to beat us too. That's, those are numbers, those are real numbers that exist, that is a real thing. And you wanna know what else is a thing in New Jersey? Cops kill themselves here. Mm. Suicide is a thing. That's a thing amongst police officers. You can imagine what they asses is dealing with out there. Think about what happened when the Oklahoma City bombing thing went down. You know what I'm saying? Suicide amongst first responders and all that shit went up. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't realize, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have... It's so bad out there. We got cops that's got PTSD. And you know what else is a thing in New Jersey? Cops do steroids. Roy rage is an issue here. That's a big thing, yes. You know what I'm saying? All that. Look, I was filling in duties. I was about to shut it all down. <laughs> that's right. The, the, the ops were like, we can't have this going out to the public. We gotta, we gotta crash Mike Z's computer. Am I saying too much? Am I giving too much away? Is that what it was? It's like cut them, cut them. Cut I don't know, man. But but I, I think I I I don't know where I lost you. But uh, you know what I'm what I was hearing from you. If I were to sum it up and distill it a bit, is look, you're either going to be proactive or mm -hmm. you're going to be reactive. And if you're going to wait to be reactive, you know that's just not going to end well. Like look at look at look at where we've been, right? So like, this is really the time to make a difference. Cause like you said, this is only gonna happen once. And if we don't get it right the first time, you know, it's gonna be very much an uphill battle that no one is gonna, you know, it's not gonna be pretty. So- All right, so if you're in the business, right? What's today's date? What do you mean by that? Like, what's today's date? If you're in the business, what's today's date? I don't know. February 17, 2022. And why is you that? Should be, because you should be doing paperwork that has executables of February 17, 2022. If you're serious about this business. Oh, you, you, got, me, you got me feeling self-conscious now, Leo. <laughs> you know, like, no, I'm just saying, like, right? You, 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 you. Me and you just have got finished talking about thinking about all the things that we ain't gonna know come November, come come November, you know, after November, what we don't know now that we will know after November 3rd, who knows, the 12th, whenever, whenever we'll find out. Think about all the things that jump off when it becomes official. Think about in Jersey, think about all the things that jump off. You know what I'm saying? If, at least from a business perspective. You should be forming your LL. You should have formed your LLC by now. You should know who your lawyers are. You should have your accountants. You should have your, your application writer. You should have your board made up. You should know where your location is going to be. You should know what your municipality thinks. You should know, you, you should know all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you, matter of fact, not only should you know it, there should be paperwork that has it stated. You need to have a SOP or how you would actually run the business, all that, all that needs to be like, now you need to know that. And oh, if you don't. I'm feeling that urgency, Leo. 
Well, you already know it. So, but if you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, you know, like, again, this is because I think I'm all that. No, that's not what this is. It's just that if you're somebody who still needs convincing that you need to be doing this, no, I'm not the guy to talk to. Right. That right. was a couple of train stops ago. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That was high and wide. Can and got all that. That was when you, that's when you should have caught me. Now you need to be an already activated entity. You know what I'm saying? To get Absolutely. my attention. You know what I'm saying? Now, am I saying I'm unapproachable? Absolutely not. No, please. Like you said, you know, you know, what's your best ability as a leader? Availability. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? If you ain't here, it ain't going to work. You see that. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. If it ain't here, it ain't going to work. And the one thing that I have learned, and this is where the value of a, of, of veterans come into play, because you it's a fact. You have the, the greatest military in the history of the planet. That is a fact. What's also a fact is because of that, the reason why is because every member in the United States military has lived in an environment and under a set of conditions that fostered success. Now, the thing is, is that we only know success one way, together. Mm. We've always done it together. And if New Jersey were to actually make its potential, reach that potential, and I suggested this, the first thing that you want to do, remember when I said restitution in the form of of uh, uh, the whole equity rooted to the tutor, if the state was smart, the state would absorb all of its activists in getting this program off the ground because they already know everything. They already know who's who, what's what, all that. They know it all. Matter of fact, some of the activists would be the reason why a lot of fucked up companies wouldn't come to New Jersey. You got who? Mike Z? Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. Because he's going to light our asses up. He already know the bullshit we be on. Ain't going to work there. Next stop. You see what I'm saying? It go like, come on, Mike. You know that, right? Yeah. You know that. You know what I'm saying? Portland hit a home run when they hired Dashita Dawson. Oh, yes. That was, that was a huge, huge win for the whole industry. Yes. Big time. You know what I'm saying? Boston hit a fucking home run with Shalene title. Yep. Okay. Oakland hit a home run with with uh with, with Cheney Turner. You see what I'm saying? Like that's what you want. You want that because they know everybody. Yep. They know exactly yep. what to do. They know exactly how to fix it. You want this shit to be fixed up real quick? Hire all the damn activists. They'll fix. They'll 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 weed out all that bullshit real quick, yeah. real quick. And you're, Jersey got plenty so of them. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I I had the honor and pleasure of speaking with one of the brightest stars in New Jersey activism right now, Leo. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, and thank you for absolutely. everything that you do, man. I I appreciate it. I know this work, the activism. You know, largely it goes unappreciated. <laughs> Bro, I'm about to, as soon as I get off, as soon as I get off here, I gotta jump on another Zoom because, amongst other things, I also sit on the board for 
uh, minority and, and equity uh, business development with the National Hemp Association. Nice. So I'm on the committee for that. I'm on the nice. committee. So I got to go to this committee meeting, you know what I'm saying, a couple minutes, you know what I'm saying, just to start talking about putting it, putting together a program that will help people in the hemp industry get their hemp licenses. And mind you, all I've been doing is talking about weed. I ain't say shit about hemp. And right. that's the long money. That's the trillion dollar industry. Oh, yeah. And people really sleeping on that. Like, are you serious? That industrial hemp? Are you right. kidding? I ain't even talking about CBD. We're gonna let them sleep for now, though, Leo. We we take care of that for them. They can keep they can keep pressing snooze. We'll we'll, we'll do what we yeah, need to do, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I tell it all, though. Go to M4MM Minorities for Medical Marijuana United.org. You can find me on Facebook, Insta, all the social media, all my social media, LinkedIn too, is Leo Bridgewater. And then you also can go to CWCB Education. No, I'm sorry, CWCB Expo Insiders.org. Sign up for our virtual expo November 17th through the 18th. And use when you register, use the code Leo 100, L-E-O 100, and that'll get you a free ticket. Bing! See? Oh. I come bearing gifts, baby. That's right. That's how I do. That's Get exposed. Right. Get learn about the science, technology, engineering, art, and math of the cannabis industry. I love that. There you go. Boom. I love you, bro. I love you too, Leo. Keep shining, man. Thank you so very much. And I can't wait to see you soon, man. Call me anytime you need me, man. I got you, homie. For real. Yes, sir. I love it. Love you, Thank bro. You. Take care, man. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. The cannabis business coach. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. The cannabis business coach.